Welcome everyone to Life Beyond Six Feet. I'm Damien from RKB Paranormal, and this week I have the all-female team, Ghost of the Coast Paranormal. Ladies, welcome to Life Beyond Six Feet. Thank you for having me. All right, so I'm just going to go kind of down the line, and each one of you just kind of kind of tell your role on the team. So, Christy, we'll start with you. What's your What's your position on the team? Um, investigator and gopher and do whatever. We kind of all pitch in and do whatever we have to do. Um, but I, I saw her post 23 minutes after she put it on Facebook asking if anyone wanted to join a paranormal team. And I said, I will. And I've loved every minute of it. I've always been fascinated with the paranormal. Um, saw my great grandfather when I was 13 after he passed away. Oh, wow. And think I have seen other things, but not really sure. Um, but I am honing some skills that I now realize I had, but I've loved every minute of it. She's making my dream come true. Uh, that, that's awesome. And you're talking about Chrissy. So, Chrissy, what's your role on the team? That was Chrissy. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. So, um, I am the founder of Ghost of the Coast Paranormal. And um, I, it's always been a part of my bucket list to participate in uh, paranormal investigations and and so literally one night I was laying in bed and I said you know what I'm gonna do this and came up with the name right there put it out on Facebook and the rest is history well that's that's awesome um that's definitely a good way to meet people with common interest so Chris what about you well, I am also an investigator on the team. I'm also a minister with Universal Life Church. So I make okay. sure everybody is protected when we're out there, especially, okay. when we're out, but especially when we're leaving a location. Mm -hmm. I make sure that everyone is saged. And I say a little prayer and make sure that nothing attaches to us or follows us out of any location. Um, I've seen spirits since I was a little girl. I actually host a ghost and history tour out oh, in wow. the South Carolina area. Um, and I'm an author of three different books regarding the local lore and legends of the South Strand area. Oh, wow. That's, that's pretty awesome. So, um, so Deborah, what about you? What's your role in the team? I'm an investigator and a gopher and a do this and a do that gummer. <laughs> <laughs> now, when do you kind of get interested in the paranormal? <clears throat> I've always known something was just a little different or special with me since I was a child, but my first real experience, I was 11 years old and my great-grandfather had passed away and came and visited me one night when I was sleeping in the bed he died in. Oh, wow. Just had a seat there at the foot of the bed and I could see where he was sitting, but I couldn't see him. Oh, goodness. But I later learned that my talents are family owned right from generation to generation and as much digging as i could do i am the fifth generation oh wow being a sensitive that's that's pretty amazing and so last but not least I, i'm probably going to mess your name up linnea linnea there we go so what's what's your role in the team so I believe I'm the actual first official member on the team outside of Erin, and I'm kind of her left hand. Um, I'm also Chris's counterpart. She kind of closes us out at the end of the night, and I kind of start us off. I'm a Reiki master. Um, oh, wow. So for our investigations, I actually do do a little Reiki to kind of open third eye on everybody and just kind of make sure that we have the best possible experience, um, you know, and also do a little protection over us prior to going in. Um, I've had some experiences growing up and I, I have the family who didn't tell me there was no such thing as ghosts. We had family houses that were haunted and, you know, just different things going on. So it was, it was actually encouraged in my family. Well, that's, that's awesome. That's unlike most people that I've talked to on this show, most people come from an ultra religious home and like, they're just not allowed to talk about this kind of stuff. So, so you kind of had the, the opposite start. So so, Erin, how did you kind of come up with the name Ghost of the Coast Paranormal? Where, where did that stem from? Well, I mean, we are, so we're right on the on the coast. We're on Myrtle, in Myrtle Beach. Mm -hmm. So, um, and there's so much here in Conway specifically, um, which is about maybe 20 minutes from Myrtle Beach. Um, there's a ton of history, you know, dating back to the 1700s. Oh, wow. And, yeah, and I was just, I was, literally just playing around with a name. I was like, okay, what can be a good name? 
Uh, and I'm literally just playing, playing around with it. And then it clicked, Ghost of the Coast Paranormal. And, uh, and I was like, and I repeated it maybe five times. <laughs> and then I was like, oh yeah, no, this is good. This sticks or it rolls. And so that's, that's really where it came from. There's just based off the history of the area and, um, you know, being the location, you know, right, yeah, right at the beach. And like I was telling you guys before we started recording, that's what caught my attention was the name. And I was like, that's a unique name and it stands out. So it's definitely, definitely different. So you said you guys are a fairly new team, only about four or five months old. So what was your very first official investigation once you got your team put together? We actually did um, our very, well, our very first official investigation, uh, first time we, we got together, um, most of us anyway, was we had actually gone down, uh, the first time we met was like a week after everybody joined, and we actually went down to Chris's tour and took her tour and did a mini investigation there. Um, we pulled out our um, voice recorders, had cameras, we're taking pictures and, and stuff like that. Got a couple of, of neat things while we were down there, but I think our first official, official investigation um, was at a property that um that is on the 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 gola the gola trail right yeah 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 Yeah. and um and that that was our first investigation as a team um and it was an overnight investigation and i mean we got a couple of, of like a quite a few really good pieces um there but and then and then we went right after that we had a, another private residence location so I think those were our first two mm-hmm. official investigations as a team all right so in, in these in these five months how many investigations would you say you, you've got under under the wraps so far well we've since day one really um not to not to toot our horns or anything, but we've been booked out just about every weekend. Oh wow! Since since mm-hmm. November ninth, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Now was that um, just with like personal residences, or do you guys do like commercial no, properties too? We we've actually done. Um, I think with any investigation team, you go in and you're like, oh, we can do private residences. You don't really think about businesses, but we've been picking up a lot of businesses, a lot of um, historical buildings, Mm -hmm. some uh, municipalities have contacted us. And so, I mean, it's, it's, it's taken that turn from private residence to more of commercial. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So before this team actually formed, did any of you five ladies actually investigate before any of this? Yes, I have. Mm -hmm. So you're you're the only one that investigated beforehand. So everybody else is kind of a rookie. So yeah, and I've only done growing up. Like like I said, I've always been into the paranormal. So growing up, I was, you know, I would have the apps on my phone and I'd pull them out and be like, oh, is there anybody here? Not really thinking anything of it. And then as I got older and got more into it, I got more into the respect side of things. Mm-hmm. And um. And so I had only done one like true investigation where you have all the equipment and stuff like that um, prior to forming this team. And, um, and so that was the only one that I had had. Um, And so it just, it just, yeah, we've been, we've been busy ever since day one. All right. All right. So to the other four of you that hadn't done this before, we'll just kind of go down the line. How did your first investigation go? Like how did how was your experience for that first investigation? Oh, I loved it. I've loved every investigation. I they pick on me because I get excited. <laughs> I get extremely excited over everything. My very first orb I got was at in Nichols, South Carolina, at the town hall slash library slash courthouse, whatever. I got my first orb and I squealed because <laughs> I saw it in real time on my phone. I was recording, right. just taking some pictures, little recordings, and I squealed. And they're like, what's wrong? What's wrong? What is it? And I'm like, look. So I just get excited over everything. But I, and they, and I scare easily. They scare, they try to scare me. But, well, that, that's me too. I'm the, I'm the easily 
the the easiest to scare on my team too. So I'm right there with you. So. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's fun. Oh, that's good stuff. So Chris, what about you? How how'd your first time go? The first time was interesting because I knew the location. So okay. uh, the first time when we got all together uh, is a location I knew very well. And so I already knew some of the things that were going on there. Um, so when they all came to the area, I already knew a lot of the history of what was to go on. So for me to see them using equipment, I'm very old fashioned. I go with candles, you know, when I was younger, I used Ouija boards, you know, tarot cards, all that kind of thing. But when they came in with all the equipment, that's what I was like, wow, these ladies really know their stuff because they are equipment and they were teaching me and I was still teaching me about the different equipment. So it was very interesting because I knew what was going to happen, hopefully, because I knew the location and I wanted to see what they would pick up. And some of the things they picked up, I was very impressed with what they got, especially oh, wow. for the first time and all of us working together. And it was an overnight. And so I was very impressed by what happened that night. That's that's awesome. It's always good when you have a, a first good investigation. So well, Deborah, what Chris, a, oh, Chris, sorry. sorry. Christy actually got shushed that night. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yes, it was crazy. It was in the morning. Everybody had gone to bed. And we had the, the people we brought back. Of course, we all had the snacks and the bags of turnips. So <clears throat> we were sitting there and everybody had been talking or whatever. Everybody split up in the bed. And Aaron was in a bedroom and she could see the kitchen. And I decided I wanted to make a peanut butter sandwich. <laughs> so I went into the kitchen and I was making the sandwich. Well, I decided instead of waiting until the next morning, I'm just going to pack up my little bag for the next morning. So, I was putting the bread in and the peanut butter. Well, I got the chip bag and I crumpled, crumpled it up and I put it in the bag. And about that time, I heard, <laughs> and I stopped and I turned and I would have peeked around both of the corners. She sees me. <laughs> and I, I saw her and she's just looking. I go, What the hell are you doing? <laughs> I said, I got this. And I called it. Oh, that's awesome. On a recorder. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> so, Deborah, how did it go for you for the first time out? Oh, man, I was like a kid on Just the little cat balls amazed me. And just watching them interact with us, you know, something that you can right then and there see. Mm -hmm. I, 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 yeah, it, it was awesome. And, and the motion lights, you know, see them interact with emotional lights and put them off and on right yeah i'm i'm extremely amazed yeah. by, by the little cat toys that's that's mm -hmm. that's one of my favorite pieces they're cheap for one and that's just to so see easy. them just to see them go off when nobody's moving right and and going off when you ask them to that's just that's just amazing to me well it was like we had we were at the cemetery one night and i had put one um on each grave of a child and we could see them like they were interacting with each other they would blink and then the next one would blink and, and both look at the and it was it was cool to be able to watch it they are it, it is pretty neat so 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 yeah, no. uh sorry, <laughs> sorry go i was gonna say no other location within that cemetery the like the motion lights and we that's I can't hear you, girls. Nope. Uh -oh. <laughs> there we go somewhere. Can you hear there, me now? Yeah. yeah. There we go. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, the those cat balls were the only two that, that were going off. Nowhere else in that cemetery. That's crazy. So, um, last but not least, I'm going to keep messing your name up. Linia. <laughs> Linia. That's what I wanted to say, but I was, I was like, I'm afraid I'm going to mess it up. Linia, so how did your first investigation go? So I am actually going to back up a little bit further and not talk about the first investigation they're talking to, but they did say the cemetery. So when we initially got together, before we jumped into an actual investigation, we were doing trainings in cemeteries just, you know, to get our bearings and okay. you know, become a little more familiar with each other and how to operate as a team. 
Um, so I'm going to go back to that because that's really what I think of as our first investigation, even though it was more of a training. Right. Um, but I mean, that was amazing. It was it was finding people who you were just kind of um, realizing you didn't know who have the same interest and mesh in so well and having each other's backs. And, you know, it can be a scary situation when you're in the woods and something, you know, kind of scary is <laughs> happening and cat balls are going off for the first time in your life. Um, so it was really just kind of a very impressive experience, you know, meeting these women and having each other's backs and the learning to do it all together. Um, and, and again, I agree with you, the cat balls, like Christy and I <laughs> uh, always have very good luck with cat balls together. And that night we were having, we must've had a conversation for about 40 minutes with a cat ball. <laughs> so, so that was kind of cool. Mag lights are actually becoming my new favorite thing. I am me and Chris, Christine do well with the mag lights. <laughs> right. Yeah. Those, those are pretty, pretty crazy too. When they'll, they'll turn off and on, on command. Yep. That's, that's pretty intense. So you say you do commercial, you do residential. Do you do any of these pay-to-play type places? We have not yet, um, but I think our goal probably by next spring or summer, maybe maybe even next fall. We have a five-year plan, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I we want to do the um, the overnight at the USS North Carolina. Yes, that's on my bucket list too. Um, yeah, and that's that's what an hour from here. Nice. Um, we have talked about, uh, although it was very briefly, but going to the old South uh, Pittsburgh. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that one would be a cool. There's 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 so many places that we want to go. Well, me personally, that I want to go. That's on mm -hmm. my paranormal bucket list. Um, so I got to hit the lottery first. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it, it it does get expensive, and plus when you when you're traveling and stuff like that, but with it being you know, five, six of you gals, that does kind of help, you know, cut the cost down for everybody. Um, I will say if, if you guys do come to Tennessee, my recommendation for a place would be the historic Scott County Jail in Huntsville, Tennessee. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. I, my, my team's been there twice, been one of the most, actually the most active location we've been to to date. Um, we actually captured a picture being flung off the wall. Um, oh, wow! Scared the teetotal shit out of us, <laughs> but it was it was absolutely amazing, and it's 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 been the most active place we've been to. Um, so that would be one I would definitely recommend to you guys. Um, Brushy Mountain State Penitentiary is another good oh, one in Tennessee. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, Damien, I have to tell you, I and I think we're gonna have to actually share this with you because you should hear it. Uh huh. One of the things that's a little different about us, we don't do all these locations that have been done, been done. A lot of the things we're doing are brand new, like the Marion Opera House and South Carolina Tobacco Museum, things that have not been explored. Right. But the things that we're getting, Christy just got a really unique um, EVP at the Conway Courthouse. Girls, we should definitely send that to him so he can check oh, that yeah. out. Yeah, I yeah. can send that to you. Um, yeah. yeah, that one was the coolest thing. But yeah, a lot of these places... Mm -hmm we're the first teams to ever be allowed to go in. And, right. you know, especially, you know, being in the South, we're in the Bible Belt. And a lot mm -hmm. of people, the talk of the talk of paranormal is very, very taboo mm -hmm. still in the South. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and our goal as a team is to answer questions, gain knowledge, tell, tell stories of the past, but also break down that barrier and let people know it is it's okay to talk about this stuff. It's okay mm -hmm. to experience these things. Mm -hmm. um, and you know we've been, we've had a very our the way people have responded to us has been very very positive and very open. And so that's been very nice. Right. Can't hear you, Christy. <laughs> can you hear me now yep <laughs> yeah we've had no negative feedback whatsoever no pushback i mean we've been welcomed so far it's great that's that's awesome that's kind of what i ran into in my hometown a lot of the businesses in the downtown area where i grew up people know the places are haunted but nobody wants to talk about it. And you, you try to bring it up. They're like, I don't know what you're talking about. Um, 
we've been able to investigate three of the businesses down there. They were open to it and they were like, yeah, come on in. So we're kind of hoping we can kind of be like, Hey, these guys let us in. Why don't you let us in? So it, it's something we've been working on now for about three years, trying to get into some of these places and maybe one day. So. Yeah. That- we, um, we've been, we've been, everything that we've done has been a, a first, but it's also been a lot of word of mouth as well. So, um, so we're able to kind of get into places that where nobody's ever done. And, uh, and our, our goal is to long-term five-year plan is to be able to build relationships and partnerships with local municipalities and get get things going for you know paranormal tourism you know all of that right and it's definitely a good way to go whenever you can get businesses to kind of open up and, and allow you to do it that that could be you know you know how um you, know, you said Chris does the, the the tours and stuff that could be something you guys could do on 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 the side too to to kind of make a little extra profit for yourself and for the business as well so that's a doing the tour was so that people could open up and talk about their own experiences mm-hmm. especially children I get a lot of kids like to do my tour and a lot of kids don't want to say anything right afraid to make fun of them or tell them, you know what that just don't that's not right you know and so when I do my tours it just opens up a dialogue you know, right. and then hopefully from there, it will open up to people wanting us to come and help them at their homes or at their businesses. Right. So now when you guys get contacted to investigate a residence or a commercial building, how, how do you go about deciding if you want to investigate that place or not? Well, right now, because we're so new, we're gonna, we're going to take that uh that investigation just even just for experience even mm-hmm. just to you know learn our equipment further so as of right now we're going to take that um but i've always said you know we don't we don't deal with dark stuff we, right. we don't want to that's not the purpose of what we're of what we're doing while we understand that it's out there we don't want to mess with it so if there is a home that has had claims and they reach out to us and they've had claims and of you know some darker stuff going on we might say well you know unfortunately we we are not equipped to deal with that right so we would you know either refer them to somebody else or or you know because at this time i mean we like we said we understand that we're going to come up against stuff that's mm-hmm. not the nicest but we don't go seeking that out so right. So we we will turn down an investigation if it does have some some darkness around it. Um, but main, mainly right now, because we're so new and we're still learning, we will take just about anything that comes our way. Right. <laughs> and 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 the darkness type uh, type stuff. That, that's kind of the one of the main reasons my team doesn't do personal residences because every message we've received from people about hey can you come check this out it's stuff that's just like so out there and i'm not i'm not saying that it's not happening but like what they're telling me i'm like i was like all i do is document i don't know really how to handle stuff being thrown across the room or or people being attacked stuff like that i'm like so you may want to contact this person or this church or you know somebody that's a little bit more equipped to handle that so So what is each one of yours favorite piece of equipment whenever you're doing an investigation? Okay, can you hear me now? Yes. <laughs> uh, my favorite piece of equipment is probably oh no, my I have two. My video camera, I love actual recording, but my microcom, my new spirit box. Signed by KD Stafford is my new favorite piece of equipment. <laughs> He's a cool Love dude. I, I had him on the show last season. He's a pretty cool dude. Really? Yeah. <laughs> if, he ever, if he ever gets divorced, I'm stalking him. I'm <laughs> I just love it. But no, I really, we have other spirit boxes. She has an SP7. I have an SP11. But I will have to say it's a different kind of 
investigation. It's a difference. It's just a, a totally different experience between the, the two. Mm-hmm. I really like the microphone. All right. Um, my favorite, I, I typically am the one behind the live camera. Mm-hmm. So I, I like doing the lives. I like interacting with people. Um, but I love, I'm, I'm going to have to say my favorite piece of equipment though would be, um, the spirit box because I love doing the Estes method. Right. I mean that's that's probably my favorite thing to do is the Estes method. That it, it is pretty wild, especially when um, you know, what's being asked is, is lining up with what you're responding to. So that's one hundred percent. Yeah. I, I I love doing that too, and uh, I have yeah. I have quite a few quite a few stories from from our Estes methods over the couple of last <laughs> couple of years. So. <laughs> yes, we do. Right, so what's your favorite piece? Um. In the beginning, when I first got started, um, I used to do um, like divination and things like that using a candle or the divining rods. That used to be my favorite. Now, with all the great equipment they're bringing in, um, Aaron got me into the Estes method. And that, as of right now, seems to be really probably the most exciting piece Mm -hmm. of equipment that I've ever seen or ever had a chance to do or use. Um, But I'm still old-fashioned and i still will go back to actually my divining rods or something like that too all right all right so deborah what about you what's your favorite piece turn the camera (laughs) (laughs) outside of my own intuition i love the estes method Mm -hmm. and aaron and chris together are phenomenal i just I sit in amazement every single time they do one together. I just, it makes my little heart butterfly. <laughs> That's awesome. And what's your, what's your favorite piece? So with all the stuff we have, I do kind of go a little old school too. And I actually do prefer my cell phone throughout the night because it's mm-hmm. easy to either try to, you know, do recording on the spot or digital recording on the spot. And it's what I found that I've gotten the most evidence with. Right. That's, that's awesome. And, you know, you, you keep saying you have some, some really cool experiences with the SS method. I'm, I'm going to tell you one of our probably craziest um, experiences during the SS method. It was just three of us. This one night we was at the hotel metropolitan in Paducah, Kentucky. I'm sitting in the middle of the hallway and my my wife and our other teammates are probably a good 10 feet behind me. And we're going through it. And at one point, I feel something kind of caress my, my left arm. And I, and I call out, I was like, something's touching my arm. And probably 10 seconds after that, that same arm, it feels like somebody's poking me in the arm. Like they poked me four or five times. And I'm like, something's poking me in the arm. And like that whole side of my body got just like freezing cold. And probably about a minute and a half later, you can hear our, our one teammate. He says, um, are you pop? And then I come out and say, well, I'm just trying. And then you hear my wife say, who's pop? And then right at the camera, you hear somebody that's not there say, that's not my name. Wow. And... That was captured on our video camera, and of course, my dumbass forgot to turn the IR light on the camera. So I, I was I was so upset because I was like, "Man, what if we actually would have captured whatever was touching me on the arm?" Because like I was right beside a, a room, so like something inside that room was touching me, and I was so disappointed that I didn't have the light on. But then when I heard the voice, I was like, "Well, that's 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 way better." So that was that was pretty wild, and even it wasn't even really the Estes method itself that that was amazing it was the voice we captured during the Estes method that it was just it was just wild so what's oh, wow. one of your what's one of your craziest Estes method stories um so for me uh, there's there's a couple of them so I also got touched when we went and did um a city hall a city hall um here in Conway um and we, oops, and I had like a small handprint mm-hmm. on my back, but we, yeah, yeah. Um, and then the 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 weirdest thing for me, we were at the South Carolina Tobacco Museum, and 
I was in the tobacco barn. And, you know, when I get into an Estes session, I, I, I put my whole self in there. And, um, and so I, my eyes are covered, my ears, I couldn't hear anything. But I'll typically, and I've, and I've noticed this through reviewing videos, I'll typically begin to feel stuff in, intuitively during these sessions. So if I feel something, I'll say something just walked just so that they can mark it. But also like, um, like at the tobacco museum, I was doing the SS and I felt something in the, the back, the far back corner. And I was like, there is, and I kept looking over there at, at whoever was standing there. And then I think toward the end of that session, maybe what, four, four minutes or so, I was, I was looking straight up into the rafters um, as spirit was coming through the, the spirit box. And when I, we got done, I think Linnea had asked me, what were you looking at? I was like, there was eyes everywhere. I could feel the eyes on me, on me just looking down. Um, and, and so that, that was probably the craziest, but as far as responses go, I, probably the one from last weekend. So we were doing, we went to a, um, like a, an old moor, a retired moor. Nice, nice. And, um, we went last weekend and I was doing an Estes session in, in the morgue and I was standing up leaning against the table and I got my rear pinched <laughs> <laughs> and 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 of course I I yelled it out I said somebody just touched my butt and um through the spirit box comes comes a comes a voice that says oh that's just Michael <laughs> that they said that's just Michael. He's a horn dog. And then, oh, wow. and then afterwards, everybody, like all the spirits in that area were like, go away, Michael, go away, get out of here, go away. Like you could just hear them in the, in the spirit box telling him to go away. No, that's, that's, that's pretty amazing <laughs> to, to have that happen. And then that kind of response, that's, 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 that's pretty cool stuff. Yeah. So, so any other wild Estes stories anybody wants to talk about? When we were in when we were in Marion at the Opera House, I was doing Estes and Chris was asking the questions. And I kept telling them from the word go almost. I kept saying, something's touch and I kept doing like this. I said, something's touching my neck or something's blowing on my neck. And it was about shoulder height, felt like just, you know, something just blowing right there. And it kept doing it the whole time. Well, then later we got the name Timothy. Timmy, he liked Timmy. When we went upstairs into the actual opera house, into the auditorium, we got him again. And we, Aaron and I actually had motion lights, cat balls going off, yeah. spirit box going on, that the, the lights were going off in response to our questions. We were communicating with this child. And I said, it was, it was like child height. What was blowing on me up? downstairs that that was the weirdest feeling in this world though just feeling like somebody was blowing on your neck i mean i could feel cold air it was crazy that, that yeah that's, that's pretty well and that reminds me uh, of another Estes session we was at an old post office and i have no clue where they had vaults in this post office they had two huge ass vaults in this post office and i was locked inside of one of them and the only thing in this vault was a big safe behind me. And it kept feeling like there was somebody behind me. And at one point, my neck started to burn. I was like, all right, I'm done. I got to get out of here. And when they looked at my neck, there were three scratch marks going down the back of my neck. And I'm like, okay. I'm, and, you know, I, we videoed this whole thing and I never once touched my neck. So I knew it wasn't me. And what was crazy about it is, during our walk through that that night, two of the other investigators got scratches on their necks. Oh wow! And the people who like kind of oversaw the investigations, they were like, "Oh, that's never happened here before." And I'm like, "You mean to tell me, three of us come out of this place with scratches, and you say it's never happened before, not one time?" Oh, I was like, "One time, I can kind of say, okay, it's a coincidence, but three of us get scratched, wow. and it was just." 
we felt like they were hiding stuff from us because because during the walkthrough when the guy was talking his wife would kind of look at him and kind of shake her head like no don't tell him that or no you can't you can't talk about that so so we you know we kind of we decided to go ahead and go go through with it but with all that stuff happened it was it was wild so can't hear you christy What's, Did what's you that? catch other things that night in addition to the scratches? Oh gosh, what else? What else happened? Um, well, the the scratches happened. Um, gosh, that was like two and a half years ago. Um, let's see. But doesn't uh, that make you feel differently about the location when you feel like you've been misled? A little bit. Um, but that that town in general, where that post office that that whole little town is kind of kind of odd um so i I think it's the town in general um but i know uh later on actually earlier in the night when another team member was doing an ss method in the other vault we thought he was trying to get out we thought he was kicking the door trying to get out because we was hearing banging on our side and so we opened the door and like hey what's going on he's like what are you talking about i'm like are you not kicking the door he's like i haven't moved and and the video he never moves but we're wow. here but we're hearing this banging on our side like he's trying to get out and wow. it was an interesting place and we were seeing like these these weird crawling shadows in the basement and it was just a weird place mm, yeah, yeah. Right, so so again i'm going to go to each one of you um <laughs> i'm going to start with linea with a Probably screwed that up again. No, you got it. You got, you it. got it. Right. Yeah. All right. All right. So what's probably been the one occurrence that's probably spooked you the most during an investigation? Ooh. <laughs> um, I'm going to have to go with just an overall vibe of the building. Um, we did, again, the South Carolina Tobacco Factory. Mm-hmm. Is that what it is? Mm-hmm. Tobacco Museum. Sorry. Um. And the entire vibe there that night, and and there was something that occurred there that we've never had before, um, and it, it it was very creepy. We were in this back warehouse room. Is that what you would call it, Aaron? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, there was an overwhelming stench of cat urine <clears throat> that the entire team was able to smell. To smell, and I mean, you you know, if you know that smell, it's not something that goes away easily. And it kind of followed us for a little bit and went away. Hmm. Um, but that entire night, like you just kind of felt like it, it was a very, um, I don't know, how would you say it? It, it felt like the the one spirit that was kind of very present was very antagonistic. Yeah. Um, he he got under Aaron's skin a little bit. He Aaron needed Aaron needed a breather and a timeout. <laughs> hmm. um, and, and it's probably the first location that I didn't want to be by myself. You know, I mean, oh, wow. normally I'm okay, fine, running off, you know, doing whatever. But then I was kind of like, hey, wait, where are you? Where are you, girls? Don't leave me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Mm-hmm. That's, that's just to get a whole vibe of the entire building. That's, that's pretty intense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, all right. So, um, Deborah, what about you? What's been the thing that's probably spooked you the most during an investigation? Um, last weekend, I had something attached to me. Oh, wow. Yeah, that was nerve-wracking, stomach-turning. Yeah, it it got the back of my left ankle, and I Mm. couldn't walk. I couldn't put my foot down without a searing pain just shooting through it. But as soon as we got outside, it started easing down a little bit. And when I got saged, I was fine. It was like nothing ever happened. Mm. But that that was unsettling. I bet that uh, something similar to that happened to my wife during her very first investigation. She got affected by something and she ended up having like a, a sharp pain in her stomach and we, she had to go outside and be saged and everything before. Mm-hmm. And it took her probably a good couple of hours before she started feeling herself again. Yeah. So that, that's, it's pretty wild. So, so Chris, what about you? Gotta say tobacco museum. <laughs> We were all in that back room. I, I, I don't know what was going on in there because the you know no one else really had experienced anything else, and we were experiencing a lot of things. Um, but the back room, um, 
I had been doing Estes. And when I went to get up, and there were a majority of us in this huge back warehouse room, I got touched right back here, like in my kidney area, really severe. Mm. And it wasn't just me. There had been a couple others that got touched. And it was at the same time. Oh, wow. Same spot at the same time. And I mean, I almost went down because the pain just, it threw me off guard. And I think to myself, okay, this isn't one of those pains that I'm used to at my age. You know, it ain't one of those. Right. It is, it was a severe pain and it nearly took me out. And I literally, we had to leave the room and then I, we had to call upon Linnea and Linnea is the Reiki master. And I had to call upon her to help me, you know, get through that because it was just so severe and so sudden. And that scared me because when I go into a place before I go, I always meditate. And I always say, you cannot touch me. You do not have permission. And when that happened, I thought, whoops, maybe I didn't pray hard enough. I don't know. <laughs> now, what, what is the history behind this tobacco museum? Because it seems like a, that's been like your guys' most active place you've been to, just from what you've been telling me. But yeah. what's kind of the history of this place? Yeah, so it's actually um, an old train depot. So the, the the town that it's in is in Mullen, South Carolina, and it's a beautiful museum. If you're ever down this way, definitely go check it out. Um, but it's in an old train depot, and Mullen, South Carolina has it is South Carolina capital of or the gold the gold, the gold leaf yeah the golden leaf capital of South Carolina, and um, so a huge tobacco um, industry you know, dating back, so this museum has tons of artifacts, and it's all about tobacco, from the growth to, uh, you know, harvesting, different tools are in there, there's a shovel in there from like the 1700s, oh wow, um, so there's, and then, and then on top of that, it was a train depot, um, it was used as a train depot back in the day, so, not to uh, mention that the land in general in South Carolina has such historical yeah. yeah. Well, so we can say there could be many components as is kind of combining there yeah. to, to yeah. make it as, as active as it is. So, all right. So, Aaron, so what's been your probably spookiest moment? So, a tobacco museum as well. Um, <laughs> as as Linnea said, um, I had something affect my emotions. But mm -hmm. now, what I will tell you is, is we investigate, we typically investigate, like, I don't think I've ever seen anybody investigate the way we do. So going into locations, usually the week leading up to an investigation, we all do some sort of meditation, um, automatic writing, and we also don't know the history until after we go to a location. We go in completely blind. And so we, won't, we don't know the history, we don't know any claims until after we do our walkthrough. And so when we don't share our meditations or automatic writings before, um, and so what I kept getting, and then later on turned out a lot of us kept getting it. There was the, the main spirit there is a very, very nasty man who only, um, you think women are only good for one thing. And here we are a team of women coming yeah. in to his space. So, uh, for me, he actually, I learned that night that I'm much more empathic than I realized um, because he, I felt, and I think it was after the tobacco barn mm -hmm. yeah. it was when it started affecting me, yeah. but I felt every bit of rage and just hatred that this guy was projecting. Mm -hmm. And the weirdest part is in my head, I was like, don't let him get to you. Just step outside. You know what to do. Just step outside, remove yourself. But my body, because I felt so much rage and anger, I wanted to throw hands with this guy. Like I wanted to go into the back room where he was hiding and beat his ass. Like I was just ready to throw hands. But um, and it and it went off because, like I said, in my head I was like, just go outside, just go outside, don't let him get to you. And I and we don't we don't provoke, we do not provoke. But his emotions were coming through so strong that some of the things that I was saying could be taken as provoking 
And so, and in my head, I was like, don't provoke, you know better, don't do this, just go outside. But my body was like, I'm gonna beat this guy's ass and I'm gonna just <laughs> go to town. <laughs> Finally, I got outside and was saged and had some Reiki and I was good. But before that, I had stepped outside and I was pacing. <laughs> that's crazy, that's, that's crazy. So Christy, is it the same place? Uh, well, I haven't experienced there yet. That was the only place that I had ever been affected physically. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I wasn't feeling well before I got there. I have multiple sclerosis mm. and rheumatoid arthritis and several other things. But anyway, sometimes with my EMS, I just, if I don't feel good, I just don't have a lot of energy. I just, right. you know, so I wasn't feeling quite right before I got there. <clears throat> so I'd taken a nap. I felt better. When I got there, I hadn't been there five minutes. No. No. And I had a flare up with my MS. Mm. And it was just like snapping your fingers. And um, Lenia and Chris worked on me. And I finally, after they did their thing, I didn't have any energy at all then. I went and slept in my car for an hour and a half. Wow. And when I, yeah, and they saged me before I came back in. And the minute I stepped in the door, I said out loud, you do not have permission to touch me. You cannot bother me. You, you know, all that good thing. And I felt fine the rest of the night. <clears throat> but it didn't, <laughs> yeah, I was the only one that felt fine the rest of the night. But that didn't scare me because I, I have MS and I know how that feels. And I know what to do now. If I'm not feeling well, I know not to put myself in that situation. Last weekend is the most scared I have been. We were leaving the upstairs where a doctor's office used to be. And it's down some old, we have to go down some rickety steps to get out. As we were gathering up our things at the end of the night, we were walking down from upstairs. Chris and I kept hearing this tapping noise. And I did not catch it on my video camera or my tape recorder, but we heard it. And I think we're the only ones that heard it. And we heard it on two different occasions. Well, as we were leaving, we were walking away and we heard the tapping and we turned around and went back and we couldn't figure out what it was. So anyway, we were heading all out for the night. She goes down first and I was the last one to come down. Well, of course, it's pitch black behind me. So that makes you feel weird anyway. But I got halfway down the stairs and I said, y'all, there's something behind me. There's something. And I could literally feel, and oh God, the hair standing up on the back of my neck talking about it. <laughs> I could feel this thing just like rushing right down the stairs behind me. And it was standing right behind me the whole way out the door. And they were like snapping pictures and looking and shining their flashlight. That's the most scared I have been because I could literally feel him breathing down my neck, like get out of here. Mm -hmm. and I and finally I turned around and looked up I'm like why didn't you play with us earlier <laughs> <laughs> you know oh, why you start now? right yeah that, that's, that's pretty that intense too me. and I guess too because it's dark and you can't see and you're like you don't right. know what it is that right. was frightening I bet now um now Aaron you, you mentioned that you know you've you've been affected emotionally um that, that's happened to me on two separate occasions um the first time I, I went from being extremely angry to within about 45 seconds like i was literally crying in tears wow. um had no clue why until i went back and, and listened to the audio um it's actually our first unofficial investigation at, at brushy mountain it seemed that we were interacting with an African-American male who had been in prison for something he never, never done. So I was feeling his emotions of being you know, pissed off for being wrongfully accused till feeling his emotions to being sad and depressed for spending his life there for something he never done. And the most recent was just here a couple of months ago. It was at another jail doing the S's method session. And it just, it goes dead quiet. Like nothing's coming through. And I start, I, I start shaking my leg. Like I can't control my leg from shaking. And the next thing I know, I'm just, I'm crying. Oh, and, wow. and my wife's like, what pulls, pulls my headphones on? She's like, what, what's going on? I was like, I don't know. And uh, my co-founder had to literally more or less just pick me up and pull me out of the cell. Cause I didn't want to leave. But I, but I was like, you got to get me out of here, but I don't want to leave. It was, it was so crazy. Um, yeah, well, that was, was like, 
that was like me at the tobacco museum. Um, all I wanted to just keep doing is go into the back room. I just, I, I stood in the doorway for like, yeah. And, and I stood in the doorway and I just, I just wanted, like I said, just wanted to throw hands with this guy at this point. And like, I was going to do everything I could to like get back there. And, but, but finally, and, and it was a good, that was a good investigation for us as a team because it really, we had so much activity that night, so much going on physically, emotionally, um, with our your spirit box, with all of our equipment. We could not keep a charge on a camera you know, for more than 10 minutes. And but that was a good investigation for us because it really, you know, it taught us so much. And and yeah, and now yeah, and now. Like we know if we can kind of read each other now yeah. and if, if somebody gets, if we can see somebody starting to get affected, uh, we know, all right, let's go outside. Like with, with, with Deborah last weekend, when, when whoever grabbed onto her leg, um, we were like, all right, let's, I got Sage in the car. Cause we had split up into two teams at this point. So me and Deborah were on a team. And so I was like, I got, I got Sage in my bag. Let's Sage you. Let's get outside. And so it really taught us to be mindful of your team and 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 learn how to read your team. Um, so because that's you know safety is the most important thing, mm -hmm. both, both mm -hmm. spiritual safety and physical safety. Right. The really cool thing that we caught last weekend at um, in Lake City, at, Chris and I were doing an Estes session, and I was asking her the questions, and she kept talking about a young boy in his 20s and we finally it finally came out that he was a soldier he had died and she kept saying general she kept saying the word general well after it was all over we didn't realize the connection after it was all over she and um one of our guest investigators who was with us that night um craig they went upstairs there's a, a second floor in the morgue well they got to poking around and they found some old books they found a book that listed all of the soldiers from South Carolina in World War II. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. So I was like, that is super cool. And I was like, bring it down, let's look at it. And she was like, no. She's like, I ain't touching it. They were like, they were poking at it with a golf club. <laughs> that's wild. But I just thought that was really cool that we caught that. Right. That, 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 that's, that's, that's pretty neat. That kind of happened to us at an investigation. Our last one, we kept getting the kept getting the, the word bishop kept coming through. And uh, at first we initially thought, you know, religious type bishop because there was a church right behind the building. And we, uh, when we, after that session was over, we went down and asked the, the guy that was there, you know, was there any bishops? Because it was an old, it's a Masonic lodge is where mm -hmm. we were at. And he was like, now there's never been any bishops as, as members. I was like, oh, well, that, that doesn't add up then. So then, when we did our next session, we got um, we got a name. We kept the bishop kept coming through, but then we finally got a first name. It was um William, and so while they were still asking questions, they started googling, and they found a list of um Confederate soldiers, and there was a William Bishop on there. Wow! Wow! And it was like okay, well maybe this is who has been talking to us and it was just it's just really cool when you get names like that then you can go back and look and say okay maybe this was who was coming through so that, that's pretty neat that you guys experienced that too yeah that's pretty yeah. cool and so you say you you like to go in completely blind yes yes we 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 kind of do the same thing at times we don't do it every time but there are times where <clears throat> i'll be like okay let's oh this is a cool place let me check this place out We'll 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 go there, and then the, <clears throat> they'll be like, "Do you want to know some of the history?" And I'll be like, "No." Or do you want to know some of the activity? I'll, don't tell us anything, because when you go in knowing the activity, you're kind of expecting that activity to happen. Yeah. And so, yeah. if it doesn't happen, you're like, "Well, this was just a big ass disappointment," you know. This was, <laughs> yeah, you know. Right, right. But then when you experience it, and they tell you later, "Oh, that's something that happens here a lot," you know. That that's something really cool, and and a lot of people I don't think do that. They like to do a lot of research beforehand, mm -hmm. and which is fine, mm -hmm. but at the same time, you already know what to ex kind of what to expect. So, 
And there's times where I won't research until after I've done reviewed everything. Mm-hmm. So and and to see kind of what adds up and what doesn't. So I mm-hmm. think that's a I think that's an awesome approach in my opinion. So yeah. well, and that's yeah, exactly that the same reason when we do our meditations, we all do it ahead of time. You know, we don't want to put ideas into each other's head, so we wait until the end of the night to kind of reveal what our meditations. Yes. Bless your <laughs> so Erin always wants to tell us she gets very excited, but Linnea plays the mother and doesn't let anybody say what they have <laughs> until the end of the night because I don't I don't want to plant the ideas in anybody's head. But it's always so cool at the end of the night when we're like, hey, who like so Christy heard Timothy. Well, Linnea has Timothy written down. You know what I mean? So it's kind of cool right. when other people are picking up stuff that you had written down right. and they don't know, you know. Yeah, that that is pretty cool. Um so this is kind of just kind of a fun question. Um, an investigator who actually oversees the o- old Scott County Jail, she sent out a survey to a bunch of investigators she knows, and she just was asking like a ton of questions to kind of get an idea of kind of how investigators are pre-investigation um, and kind of like how their, their routine is, how kind of their, their, their spending and stuff is. One of her questions was, what is like your go-to snacks before and during an investigation? <laughs> Donuts. But, <laughs> that was like in <laughs> well so that's 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 your lady's kind of go-to snack during an investigation then huh always donuts always <laughs> so do you have like a a pre-investigation dinner that you normally do or is it just kind of wherever you're feeling no last week i stopped at walmart and got one of the deli sandwiches and i ate it on the way <laughs> It it seems like every time we go out, we always, which it's 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 a terrible idea just because of what it is. But we always seem to go towards Mexican food. <laughs> it's just because like everywhere we go, they have like it's such a small town, so they have limited choices unless you want to drive another thirty or forty minutes away. So it always it's always seemed to be Mexican. But like for us, well for me. Like during the night, I'll I'll snack on like beef jerky and energy mm-hmm. drinks and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. So, but donuts that's that's a different one. Kind donuts, Coca Cola, waters. Yeah, <laughs> <There you> go. <laughs> All right. So I know you guys say you don't really do the the pay to play places, but I, there's got to be uh, a top for each one of you that that oh, yeah. oh I, I've got to go to this place at some point. So to each one of you guys, what's like your top place for that? Mine, I have two. I want to go to the St. Augustine Lighthouse and the Winchester Mystery House. Those are two of my, uh, they're on my bucket list too. Mine, um, I want to go to Trans-Allegheny. That's my top one. Yeah, and and Waverly Hills. Yeah. Waverly Hills is amazing. Yeah, I can't wait to get there. I've I've been three times and we experienced I experience different stuff each time I've been and it's just, and it's so massive. Oh my gosh. When, whenever you get to go and and I hope you get to experience that, I would recommend going on your own, just like as a team and some more friends so you can have the whole building to yourself. But the public ones are fine because it's so big and they're so spread out, but there's still that chance of contamination. So when you decide say that you want to go gather up a few more of your friends and book that place just for you guys, that way you know for a fact you're you're capturing some good stuff. Because you're gonna I don't think you'll leave disappointed. Even if you don't capture anything at all, just the building itself and the history is worth the price of admission. Yeah. yeah. I'm excited. So. Yeah. Trans Allegheny. For sure. <laughs> Got to go there. I watch everybody on TV. Yeah. They get to go. <laughs> I'm like, I gotta go. I gotta go there. So that's the, I know. Well, yeah. Well, shoot. Most of the places we go to have a lot there. Don't keep us in shape. You know? <laughs> there you go. That's about it. Yep, that's All my right. page. All right. Trans again. Yes. <laughs> But my and, and I know it can never be realistic outside of reach. I would love. Uh, mm-hmm. What did you say? Can I didn't hear you. Do you say Alcatraz? Yes. Oh, that'd be amazing too. Mm-hmm. That would be in, so intense. Uh-huh. 
I don't let him a little heart can take it. So, Linia, what about you? Well, I'm a horror movie junkie. Me so, too. Me for too. my birthday this year, I'd actually really like to go to the Stanley Hotel, and I would love to spend a night or two in the Amityville house, too. Right. And what about the Conjuring house? Um, I... Yeah. <laughs> they shut me down, no. <laughs> I'm... I'm... Me and my wife are actually right in the middle of a documentary about, the, and it's the stuff they've captured there in this documentary was has been pretty insane so far. Yeah. So, and of course, the movies hypes it up a little bit, and they have to change stuff around. But, but I think it'd be intense. Yeah, oh, for sure. sure. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah definitely a little darker. Yeah, and uh, what we're prepared to. <laughs> right. To so, overall. What's what's the goal for Ghost of the Coast Paranormal? What's your ultimate goal behind this whole thing? What'd you say? Give the five year plan, Aaron. Five year plan. Five year plan. plan. Ultimately, uh, have our own docu series. <laughs> whether it be a YouTube, whether it be a YouTube series or own, you know, Netflix. Well, trying to kind of stay away from Travel Channel at this point because there's some. <laughs> Some, some a, bad lot of, stuff. A, a lot a lot of drama going on with him yeah. right now but ultimately yeah, I, would, I would love for us to have some sort of docuseries i think we're, we're hilarious yeah i think we are too i'm just, I'm just a little biased yeah. but no um i would love to get some sort of like um paracon going here in ori county so um so here in myrtle beach have some sort of paracon because right you know we have we have local teams here but none of them are quite as active as we are mm. and if, if any i mean really I don't, I don't yeah and so and i know the teams are here and so it, to get some sort of paracon going would be an ultimate paracon and tv those mm. are the ultimate ultimate goals and a boo bus <laughs> those are our ultimate goals and yeah um, I would like to get, uh, we were just talking about this tonight, actually, uh, before coming on here. Um, I would like to create some sort of partnership with the city of Conway. Um, I, we, the, the city of Conway changes its name to Halloween, South Carolina every year mm -hmm. um, through, through the month of October. Mm -hmm. and, um, and I'd like to create a partnership with the city um, and doing some sort of walking investigation. Okay. Because it is such a old and historic town. There's a lot of, of locations that would be fantastic for uh, some sort of walking investigation tour. Right. Yeah, that would be, that'd be pretty cool. Um, yeah, they have invited us in this Halloween to participate in some things, but we'd love to make it exclusively us annually yeah 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 don't know until you try that's right so and you know y'all being in south carolina i'm surprised nobody mentioned this but the old charleston jail yeah that's right yeah and they're not going to be doing their tours anymore they're making them into like office building i think yeah oh yeah i talked to the gentleman that used to do the tours there and i cannot believe they are going to make it offices I'm like, do you think any of you would want to lease an office? <laughs> I don't think so. I, I know I'd reached out to them at one point and, and when they were still doing it, and they were one of the most expensive places that I've contacted. Yeah. And for like not very much time. Right. And I'm like, man, I was like, oh. I was like, I love to do it, but for that price and, and that amount of time, it's it's not worth it. Cause you're at because yeah. we for I'm us. Like, it it'd be like a ten hour drive, yeah. and you know it's it wouldn't be worth it. Yeah, mm -hmm. I'd like to go to the Yorktown, but the yeah, same is... company that runs the jail runs the Yorktown. Yeah. Um, all the tours, yeah, all the tours in Charleston. So it's very um, they are they are a little on the right, right side. So, so are they te tearing the jail down or just converting the jail into an office? Just converting it into. Yeah. That's yeah, such a yeah. that's such a bummer. Maybe they'll call in again. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. 
So if people want to follow along with you guys and follow your journey, where can people find you guys online? Yeah, so we're on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, and YouTube. (laughs) All right. All right. Well, everybody, I want to thank Ghost of the Coast Paranormal. Did I just say that right? Yes, Ghost of the Coast Paranormal um, for joining the show. Thank each one of you ladies, and everybody go check these ladies out. They seem like they they really got it going on, and they're super active out every weekend, which a lot of teams don't do. They only go out maybe once every couple of months. So follow along, check these ladies out, and if you're in the area, hit them up. Maybe they'll uh, be willing to, to, to collab with some people. Well, and if you want to do a ship with us in Wilmington, we'd love that too. What's yeah. up? If you want to join us for the Wilmington. The battleship. Oh, yeah. One of my teammates, he lives in, he actually lives in, in North Carolina. And he, 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 he tossed that out there. He's like, man, we should do the, the battleship here. And I was like, well, man, you name a time and place and, and let us know and we'll, we'll get it worked out. Cause I, I've talked to a couple of people that's done it and they said it's amazing. Oh, yeah. I'm glad. So it, it, it's, it's one of those that's definitely on the bucket list. So, yeah. All right. Sure. Well, right. thank you for having us. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you all for coming on. So again, Ghost of the Coast Paranormal. Everybody go check them out and we will catch everybody next time. Thank you. I'll have a good one.